There's breaking news right now, a new sighting in the manhunt for a killer who broke out of an eastern Pennsylvania prison more than a week ago. Police there have now zeroed in on a location. People are sheltering in place right now. CNN's Brian Todd joins us. So what's going on where you are, Brian? Anderson, we can tell you just a short time ago, the Pennsylvania State Police confirmed to CNN that there has been another sighting of this fugitive, Danilo Cavalcante, this evening. The police would not say when or where the sighting occurred. Here's what we can also tell you, according to a spokesperson for the facility known as Longwood Gardens. This is an area right behind me here. According to this person, they have said that the police are searching an area of Longwood Gardens, an area of interest. They have also uh, moved guests out of the area. And they, at one point tonight, they did tell employees to shelter in place, but they are searching an area of interest in Longwood Gardens. That's just behind me in this area. You can see the law enforcement vehicles here behind me, Anderson. Uh, that's what we can tell you tonight, another, another sighting, and they are searching an area right around here. Do you have any sense of how large an area that may be? And you probably don't, because I know this is all happening right now. Well, it's a large area. What they told us earlier was that the entire perimeter was about an 8 to 10 square mile area. But I can tell you, Anderson, in the last couple of hours, that perimeter has changed many, many times. There have been law enforcement vehicles, dozens upon dozens of them, moving all around us at high speed sometimes with lights flashing. And they have pushed us from one point to another. This perimeter keeps changing. You can see that's one part of it right there. This perimeter keeps changing tonight. Uh, my colleague Aaron Cooper observed uh, law enforcement personnel with tactical vests on, camouflage gear, and long guns. That's the first glimpse we've had of those types of personnel. All of this activity coming after a sighting at about noon today telling us that this fugitive may be moving around in a fairly tight area. Tonight, another reported sighting as the manhunt for convicted murderer Danilo Cavalcante enters its second week. We had a possible sighting of Cavalcante by a person in the vicinity of Longwood Gardens. This sighting, officials say, was not far from where he was seen on a trail camera Monday night. A law enforcement official tells CNN someone walked up to police and reported seeing Cavalcante around noon today. Police searched the area inside their perimeter of 8 to 10 square miles, asked why they couldn't squeeze in the area to grab him. It's not just a perfect open piece of land that you can just uh, march through. You've got uh, businesses, residences, highways, uh, hills, valleys, uh, wooded areas that can't be pushed through. Cavalcante has been on the run since August 31st, the week after he was sentenced to life in prison for murdering his girlfriend, the victim's family in fear for their lives. They do have protection and they are terrified. They, are, they haven't left their home. Um, they're barricaded inside and very concerned about their safety. We do have police detail around them 24 hours a day, but I know they're very, very worried. This is an outrage. This should have never happened. You know that I was the prosecutor who was assigned to this case and I helped convict this man and he was sentenced to life with, you know, without parole. Um, we're all upset. This stunning surveillance video shows the escape, the 34-year-old crab walking up the side of a wall in an outdoor exercise area of the prison. Investigators say he pushed through razor wire, ran across a roof, scaled another fence, and got through more razor wire. Now on the run, he's been seen several times in the surrounding area, and police have found his footprints. Saturday evening, uh, we heard some very strange things in the woods. Um, saw some things on our cameras, and we did alert police. Nina and Charlie Lyman live less than two miles from the prison on a 65-acre farm. They believe Cavalcante may have been on their property, which police have searched twice. We do have several nooks and crannies. We have three barns, haylofts, horse trailers. Um, there are three houses on the property, so we're, we're a little, we're taking precautions. 
Cavalcante has also been recorded at least twice on surveillance video. The more days that go by without them catching him, does he get more dangerous? Well, he does. He gets more dangerous because he gets more desperate, and he's probably looking to obtain a weapon. He's going to need to get water and food and more clothes, and uh, you know he's looking for a vehicle. And all of those things potentially put him in contact with the public, with citizens in their homes, cars, outside, um, and that's where the real danger comes in. We've been pressing law enforcement officials every step of the way on whether Danilo Cavalcante has obtained a weapon or not. The latest word we got a short time ago is so far they do not have any, any indication that he has obtained a weapon. Now, as for whether he has left any traces of himself behind anywhere like food, clothing, or anything else like that, Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens of the Pennsylvania State Police told me so far they have found no physical traces of this man, but things are very fluid tonight. Is it fair to say that this has taken too long? Are there certain steps that you're concerned are not being taken? Well, Jake, I certainly did predict that they would have found him sooner than this, but that doesn't mean that the police are doing a bad job. Uh, there's a certain amount of luck that is involved in the equation. Uh, sometimes things just don't fall your way. I have like the elements of heat that affect the camera. And now we learned, I think, on your network this morning that Cavalcanti has some survivalist skills in living amongst the trees and the brush. So there's a bit of an advantage there. What they need to do now is be secure in the fact that they have him within the perimeter based on these sightings and uh, credible sightings at that, because there have been a lot more reportings of sightings than these eight or 10. And they have to start tightening that perimeter and then putting the pressure on, meaning you know, keep the action up. When he hears the helicopters above, he hears dogs barking. We want to deprive him of sleep of food, of water, of any kind of comfort. And we want to wear him down to the point that he wants to give up. So we have to keep the pressure on. And we also want to do it quickly, hoping he doesn't get any more resources, such as money, or uh, most likely we don't want him to have a weapon. Bryce, the escaped killer in Pennsylvania, was able to break out even after more razor wire had been added in the same area where a different inmate had briefly escaped just a few months ago. And in this case, the tower guard failed to see him crab walk the law the wall. And, and in D.C., the suspected killer there was able to get away because he was not handcuffed to a hospital gurney because they were swapping out the cuffs. Um, are these cases of negligence by law enforcement uh, or is this just what happens uh, every now and then because, you know, criminals going to criminal? Yeah, I don't want to speak on those cases specifically because I'm not involved in, you know, any sort of investigation or research in those areas. Um, but this is what happens. Um, we see this. Uh, it's not frequent, but when escapes do occur, it's often because there's either some sort of security lap, uh, some protocol wasn't followed. Something happens that it creates the opportunity for someone to escape. So it's not it's not completely uncommon. Um, I don't want to blame it on any particular individual in either of those agencies, just because I'm not familiar with uh, the, the details of their investigations yet. But this is not an uncommon thing in general. Michael, there have been several uh, sightings of uh, Cavalcanti over several days in and around Longwood Gardens. Why might he consider Longwood Gardens a, a safe place? Um, does he not believe that law enforcement knows he's been spotted there? Or uh, is there just a lot of cover? Uh, or is it just where he ended up? It's probably a combination of all three. He ended up there. And as we said, he might be very comfortable within the trees and the brush, thinking he could find cover physically uh, from law enforcement. And there's no indication that he has access to the media. So he doesn't hear on CNN that the police uh, may believe they have him contained within a perimeter. So he may believe now that he's staying safe because he's getting away with it for so long. 
And the more comfortable he gets, the more likely he is to, he is to make a mistake that will lead to his arrest. Bryce, uh, the authorities have uh, shut down two school districts in Pennsylvania. Um, some of the schools are closed for a third day. We're not seeing the same response uh, in, in D.C. Is it right for schools and school districts uh, to close? I mean, my immediate response, and maybe I'm naive about this, is it's, it's not as though Cavalcanti has a weapon. It's not as though he has superhuman powers. Is, is there a need to shut down school districts? Yeah, I mean, you see the response vary across jurisdictions. I don't know if there's there, there's no evidence to say one way or the other is best practice per se, um, but I know that they're taking every precaution necessary. I can say, though, from the research that we've done, that in general, it is rare that people use violence once, once they've escaped from custody. Um, they're too busy, you know, looking for food, looking for shelter, looking for places to hide and avoiding recapture to really engage in too much crime outside. Not to say it never happens, but it is a rare event when it does occur. And, and Michael, my, my general uh, reaction when I hear about somebody who is on the run is I don't feel like, I mean, people obviously should lock their doors anyway, but I, I don't feel particularly vulnerable or think that anybody else should be particularly, feel particularly vulnerable. These people want to avoid detection and get the hell out of there in, in, in general. Th these aren't necessarily people looking to take hostages or cause damage, right? Well, that's true, Jake, but in their desperation, we don't know how they'll react. So I know there was a reporting someone suspected that Cavalcanti had broken in their home and stole food and fl fled. Well, that's good if he fled. But we might get another situation where he's shoplifting or trying to steal something else, and the person, maybe not knowing who he is, uh, is going to approach this guy. Uh, he's not a very imposing figure. He's going to look like someone he can take down pretty easily. So if he panics like that and he feels he's going to be challenged, he may do something violent. So you're right. He doesn't want to bring attention to himself. But when back in the corner, we don't know how he's going to react. And given his violent history, we can only suspect that he would be violent in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. I just mean people should go on and live their lives, not live in fear. But be cautious um, at the yeah, same time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, be cautious. And, and if you see him, either one of these, uh, these criminals, uh, avoid and, and call authorities. Michael Tabman and, and Bryce Peterson, thanks to both of you. And appreciate your sharing your expertise with us.